go we're live we are live welcome back to spoken openness podcast number nine number nine uh, i like i like nine nine's great it's a great number we can talk about that um i will say i can hear all of you out there who watch this whispering why this was supposed to be the last week what is this why is number nine we apologize uh, we've kind of fell through on our two a week last week, but that is totally okay. Um, it's okay. Hopefully we it's can good. do three. They're whispering and not shouting. Yeah. Thanks everyone out there for whispering. I can hear <laughs> <Yeah>. all of you. <laughs> Sounds like a snake's party out there. Yeah. Snake's party. That's fun. Um, what are you drinking? Coffee. Classic. From Chiapas. Nice. Southern, Southern Mexico. Nice. Yeah. Is that a coffee um, that you regularly have? Is that a favorite? Yeah. Um, coffee from Chiapas is famous all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had it, some actually at one point. Nice. And it was very good. I feel like I'm one of those people who... One of those people. But if I had a... Uh, like if I have a, some beans, some coffee beans, I'll drink it. It's pretty good. I'll get another bag from somewhere else. I'll drink it. Pretty good. I have a hard time distinguishing between coffees. If I have like one bag and then I drink it and then I get a new bag. If I had like three different ones and I brewed them all and I had them next to each other, I could taste the difference and I would be like, I like that one the most. But practically, mm-hmm. I hardly it's all pretty good it's all yeah pretty good coffee it's all coffee yeah <laughs> exactly uh, i'm yeah. a little bit good at that with wine mm-hmm. on a very very basic level mm-hmm. um but i don't know about coffee it's i feel the same way it's all just either good or bad cold coffee yeah i'm kind of confused by the people who say they can accurately taste all the wine and know all the difference it's like to a certain degree i think that's possible but i also know about those studies where they they put like food coloring in white wine and they like were like they tasted red wine and they were saying completely different things about the wine have you ever had that thing it's always exaggerated yeah have you ever had that thing where you were going to take a sip of something and you in your head you thought it was like one drink but then when you sipped it it was not what there's like a confusing, like I can remember thinking that I had uh, water or it was, I forget what it was. It was either I thought I had water and it was orange juice or I thought it was orange juice and it turned out to be water. But just that mm-hmm. like first six seconds, you're so confused and you, you're not sure what. Have you ever done that or no? Is that just me? Um, yesterday, I tried a cocktail like, that I it was like I've, I would have never voluntarily ordered that. It was like mezcal with uh, guarana 
and and chili some like a chili sauce but non spicy and then it had a ginger beer uh, it was like a like a cocktail mix, and That's then they crazy. they shake it. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy taste, but nice. I I really liked it. It was it was uh, like a like a crazy experience. Um, I'm drink. not a cocktail drinker. I'd never or like I didn't know, <laughs> I'm not into that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but yesterday I tried one and I liked it. So it's like crazy because don't, you don't know what what you're expecting. Right. Yeah. Especially if it has a bunch of stuff in it, you're like, I feel like you could mm -hmm. hold maybe three things. You're like, ginger, orange, lemon. You're like, okay, but then if it's like, and this, and ginger beer, and then it's like, I gotta yeah, taste this. It was this like to the, the most popular drink in the place I, had, I was Ooh, having. Oh, nice. Lunch. Popular favorite drink, cocktail. Bring me one of those. Exactly. Nice, 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 nice. So we both shaved. Yeah. Um, what's up with that? Why, why did you shave? And we, we didn't, we, we didn't, of course, um, told each other we were going to shave. We're it just happened. Yeah. I had an audition. Is it, coin I didn't is want it to. coincidence or synchronicity? Uh, it's a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I shaved cause I had an audition and, um, some reason it's they they don't like they don't like beards very much so of course even if even if you have a headshot that's not beard and if you've got footage that's not beard and you have photos that are recent that aren't beard they can't imagine you need to show up they have shaved. to yeah it's so you always shaved for auditions there's like a hundred percent you yeah unless it's like really like a large beard and the and the audition i get is like so perfect like you mm. know handyman who likes the woods and like something so specific i'm like oh, okay this this will work and it's something mm -hmm. that but usually yeah there's a surprising lack of creativity and imagination in uh almost all aspects of the film industry um wow <laughs> basically you have writers sometimes cinematographers maybe art decorators but for the most part it's pretty mechanical and uh yeah based yeah. on what what they know works and it's not very uh, imaginative but uh, that's true mm -hmm. it's a interesting phenomenon why did you shave in the, what, in the movie industry why did you shave? i just i felt like it i don't know it just i woke up and i was like i'm shaving today yeah um I, it's it's it, it has some kind of effect on me placebo effect um it it it's like i very rarely shave like last yeah. time i shaved was uh, january um i trim the beard and like keep it clean and mm -hmm. um not too crazy but when i do shave it feels like something happened like a before and after yeah, experience for sure and I can kind of use that to my advantage and it changes my mood and my a little bit of my energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I usually don't like the outcome. I think I usually like having a beard. I think it's just the, it's uh, yeah. I think it's like the exposure. Like when you don't, when you shave, you really, it feels like more vulnerable. Like you're putting your face out there more. <laughs> exactly yeah well, especially and... if i have a full beard i like 
for some reason I'm like I'm I'm more like I don't know it hides you slightly it's, uh, separated from it's a filter yeah yeah, yeah. it's nice that's, that's why they want you shaved <laughs> on audition so they can you're not hiding behind the beer yeah I suppose <laughs> the beer <laughs> yeah um so what are we talking about today my friend you didn't get the memo i didn't i wrote a three-page um, memo we always schedule uh topics for our podcast and we didn't for this one <laughs> I'm just that's not true we never not true at all that's not um, true uh, 10 minutes ago, I had something that I was gonna that I was like, oh, that'd be a good thing to talk about. And it's gone now. It's completely evaporated into the ether. You, when I mentioned the the number nine, you were like, let's do could talk about that. Oh, yeah. And that now just reminded me of the other things. So we have two topics to talk. about. What's the about. other thing? The first thing that I was going to say was uh, um, this concept of um, pharmacon. A Greek word. I'm gonna butcher this, but basically, there's one word for uh, for medicine and poison. It was one name. What is it? I think it's pharmacon. Can you repeat that. Pharmacon. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And there's one. So it's one word for medicine and poison. So it's like the same concept. So it's the idea that with any substance that perturbs the mind or changes your uh, consciousness. Or body physiology that there's a dose response where at some level of it it could be beneficial for different reasons but then it can be negative so that every almost everything can be a medicine or a poison and I love that idea I like that concept yeah. and I think you can mm -hmm. you can change that philosophically to apply to other things other than um, substances or medicine or, or whatever you want to call things that yeah, perturb yeah. your experience or mind um, but I mentioned it because I notice it so clearly that there's that window with caffeine and with stimulant where at a certain level or milligrams of caffeine or amount of cups of coffee where there's a, there's a perfect, uh, place where you feel stimulated, you want to work, you can be in the zone and everything's flowing properly. And then for me, there's like so close to that immediately after that is almost like something so revved up that it's empty. Like thoughts can't even remain like it's almost like I don't I can't hold things for a long period of time. Like ideas will go. I'll forget what I wanted to talk about. Uh, do you notice mm -hmm. that that uh, like can you describe the feeling of when you think maybe the dose response curve of caffeine goes goes starting to go down like what do you notice in your experience if you've had too much coffee or or what that feeling might be do you even get that or are you just like oh i'm getting tired now i was in the zone yeah i don't i don't really have a feeling that i that i that I know it's the coming down of the caffeine, right? I I just feel like mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's the coming down for me. It's the it's the too peaked. That that it's actually a negative influence. Oh, like when when you you had too, too much, much coffee. coffee? Yeah. Okay. Too much okay. Coffee. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I get it. Um, yeah, I've had that. 
and it's for me it's more of a I'm anxious I'm yeah. nervous and my hands are sweaty yeah and it it's doesn't there's a little bit of confusion in terms of of like I f I should have all this energy to do stuff mm -hmm. but now I just feel weird yeah um so I don't know what should I, what I should do or yeah um I don't know if I'm tired or if I'm right just feeling unmotivated like it's yeah. It's a weird feeling. It's a, it ha it has happened probably like three times, five times. Not really? Not that many. Wow. Yeah. Is that? I would say is that, that a lot. It's very no. I would say that I that happens no, very yeah. often for me. It's like very close. The mm -hmm. and it's not even a lot because I go through months and months where I don't have any coffee or caffeine mm -hmm. of any sort. So obviously after that, it's a very low dose. Uh, or a small cup of coffee can get me to that m too much caffeine place. But I think the concept is really interesting for me to think about the idea that you can have, there's, you can always have too much of a good thing and that there's always that boundary of, yeah. there's always that boundary of um, benefit to detriment. And that, that Pharmacon concept, I love it because it's, um, it's just something that, that, if you had a folder in your mind that was talking about balance, that that concept is is should be a large full should be a large Manila envelope in that cabinet where you you if you're ever opening up that balance cabinet, you've got Pharmacon and the concept of good things can become bad things. I, I think that that's um, mm -hmm. and also not to look at things as necessarily bad or good, but to look at how are you incorporating them into your life or 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 you know, we we like to make concepts of things as good or bad, and we like to name them as people saying this is a bad thing, this is a good thing. Um, yeah. But there's so many variables and so much context that would be required to determine whether or not something could be good or bad. Um, yeah, and it could be good or bad or a combination of good and bad, either from your own perspective and experience or for everyone generally right right um, but like in terms of substances it's just all about dose and your own dose and and um, if you're able to measure right the amount of caffeine for example um, mm -hmm. then you would know what the excess is for you Right. Like when you went too far. That's a big alcohol And everything thing. in excess yeah. is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In excess with everything, it's, I think, I would be falling into the category of, like, good or bad people if I say right. it's excess is almost always bad. Um, but it, it is. Um, I think it is. <laughs> like, there... Unless excess is is uh, unless excess occurs in someone's experience where they learn a valuable lesson about the, the about the potential of excess in their life and and it changes something about them fundamentally. I think excess 
Negative can also be a tool sure. for positive, but I agree. Yeah. In general, excess that is bad. That would be an exception. Excess is usually mm, yeah. bad. I yeah. I mean, if, if most of our conversations, we agree that balance is a good thing yeah. most of the time, then most of the time, excess would be a bad thing. Right. They're, they're and we could part and parcel. Make, like, we could agree on that. I, like, there are certain things that are actually bad. Right. Um, like we could agree that there's good and bad. Well, it's let's not take, all relative. Let's let's try. But, What's yeah. something that's bad? Sure. Killing. <laughs> well, but you would you would say like, <laughs> murder. Murder is bad. Um, except if it's in self-defense or like or you could always murdering have an somebody who's but... is murdering somebody who's killing someone every ten minutes is killing them a good or a bad thing. It's not a binary answer, but I like your answer. Overall, I think that it, that would be a good thing. Except you're no superhero. You don't have the freedom to take that person's life, even if right. it's they're a horrible person, right? Mm -hmm. That's so I you're saying. So you're what saying do you think? So you're saying it's more right to not. Uh, to not kill someone who's killing someone every 10 minutes because you enacting the killing is, is bad. And, and so that act doesn't justify the alleviation of potentially thousands, a, of people's, a, thousands of people's lives over the course of a week or two. I'm not saying anything, first of all. I'm <laughs> just like... No, I've written uh, this down. I've written this down and it's recorded. <laughs> this is live and it's a recorded podcast. And... and uh, we have Can't we have you. this um, disclaimer that no, yeah, no opinion is personal. <laughs> <laughs> We're just exploring shit. <laughs> um, no, but let's pretend you're in the. Farid in, agrees like, with murderers. You love murderers, dude. <laughs> you you shouldn't <laughs> say that out loud <laughs> on public spaces. Okay. Public virtual spaces. Okay. Um, people could just cut that. A little tiny piece of video and use that do against it. Me everyone and do it take it out of context all right so situation where you where you can actually stop a murderer from killing more people let's say in a public area or whatever if you're yeah. in a situation where you could actually make a decision and and this guy's life yeah to help everyone else out that's alive yeah you're you're a hero you are a hero. Let's change the example. Please. Can you give me an example of something that you think is inherently bad uh, that isn't as a severe example as a murderer? So it doesn't involve killing? Because I could argue suicide. No, let's not take an act. Is there a thing that's inherently mm. bad? Do you think there's a thing that's a inherently thing? bad? Yeah. A hundred percent bad. Something that's bad. Are there good and bad things? But are we trying to find a thing that doesn't have an exception to it? Like like a thing that's overall a hundred percent bad. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. And this is where I talk about Pharmacon. Uh, I don't know exactly what we're talking about. You don't know what we're talking about? 
We are talking about. I kind of know. Do you want to set set the rules? Evil, so, good, right? So, so we were talking about substance things, anything that influences somebody as not being inherently good or bad. Although excess is bad. Excess of anything can take anything and turn it into something that could be bad for you. But there are exceptions to that rule. Um, it's not a hundred percent. So are we trying to find the one thing that doesn't have an exception to the rule? Like okay. this thing is a hundred percent bad. Well, anything you can't say anything to kind of make it ninety-nine percent. Is there anything that that could be taken to excess that would be that could not be bad at the? Mm, I like that better. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess you can. You can't be... like something more better. <laughs> I like that better. Right. Um, if if you're, could you have health in excess? I don't think you can't. Unless um, unless everyone like, was so healthy, that nobody remembered what it was like to have any ailment, so that nobody appreciated the health, because you wouldn't have anything to compare it to. Yeah, but you're getting. Uh, if you you're, were, you're getting. <laughs> If you were so healthy, yeah, and everyone yeah. was so healthy, you'd never appreciate it. No, of course, of course, you don't have the contrast. Um, so is but if everyone illnesses, was so illnesses are good, is what we're saying. Illness is good. It's good to get a little sick now and again it's to remind to, you. It's it's good. Yeah, I, I mean, a couple flus here the, and there, broken light, leg. It's a light shadow. Thing where the opposite needs each other. Yeah. Um, but I think what's good is that we're all not completely healthy or not completely ill. We're not completely enlightened or not completely ignorant. So the fact that we're in that constant balance and like middle zone, middle way, the way. Yeah, like that's the Taoist. The thing. yeah, Taoism is <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I gotta read it. It's some one more. of my I gotta favorite. Read more. Yeah. What's that main book? Lao Tzu. Uh, just the I Ching. No, 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 no. The main name for uh, uh, I think it's just called. It is uh, uh, Tao Te Ching. The Tao, Tao Te Ching. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I have a copy and I haven't read it quite yet um, because I'm lazy and uh, don't get through any of the books that I intend to get through. There's a great um, video of, of Terrence McKenna speaking about Taoism. Mm -hmm. that I recently watched. It's like ten minute thing. Yeah. He's sitting he's sitting beside a tree and dude. Man that's that... that's a, I think that he does a great summary, uh like a brief explanation of Tao. Yeah. I really need uh I really need to get working on that project. I keep letting mm -hmm. it slip. I keep letting it slip. It's so hard. I would love to document that, by the way. Like, I have it in my head that I'm yeah. going to insist very hard on you that I document the whole thing. And Yeah. 
it's so hard to know exactly what to put into it because there's so many lectures and the guy was brilliant at exploring ideas and and regardless of whether you think a lot of what he says was idiotic i mean some of it was and he would be the first person to admit that it was it wasn't about yeah. being right or wrong it was about exploring and and trying to trying to exactly. come up to understanding uh on your own uh on your own according to your own perspective mm -hmm. um nice sum that up i almost just gave up <laughs> beautifully i almost gave up but i realized so much in this podcast i've just ended sentences halfway or just ended with um no that's stopped. me i'm the one that doesn't end the yeah. sentences like cause i assume you already know what i'm about to say that's that's it's not good, not good. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're back on the good or bad thing no but i just cut you off as you were explaining the situations where i cut you off i one of the things i have to do we started that listen we started this podcast with a vision of being conscious and aware and noticing when something that we do and exchange happens and allowing ourselves yeah. to correct them and to get better at our ability to communicate and uh, create sentences consciously and right and, uh, and listen to the other person and like yeah yes and mm -hmm. i need to do a better job at remaining aware of that uh goal and of that yeah uh because I've started to let that drift as one of the main priorities in the execution of these podcasts. But why do you think you let that drift? Like, from my point of view, we set the vision and by doing the, the episodes and, and, and by that, I mean practicing the conversation mm -hmm. we sit down and we we're here right now we're practicing yeah so that we're doing that i agree right? i like think there's not, a difference between i think there's a difference between uh doing something and, and doing something but but that's <laughs> the level of <laughs> okay I agree that I agree that we're showing up and we're doing this and it's on book and you can see the numbers go up and, and we're coming to have this conversation so every time. What, I'm what just saying we're, we're I could doing... do mm -hmm. I could do a better job personally. I don't need to get philosophical about this, but I could do a better job personally of reminding myself and being more conscious of when I cut you off and when I uh, finish sentences without actually finishing what I'm trying to say or the amount that I'm saying um and all of these things I agree that we're doing it and that's part of the practice but I'm just saying that I could be more aware of the specifics that I'm trying to improve upon as we are doing this uh, and that is my public okay, statement okay, nice. of I, my... agree, I agree I agree so so you would you would like a more conscious approach like before starting like going over the things we're practicing, like being more specific about it. I would say we don't need to change anything in our approach other than yeah. my mental, my, my, uh, what I remind myself of and my mindset going into it is, uh, nice, what I'm going to do nice. a better but job about. Do you feel like now that we're on number nine, something is changing, something's improving a little bit? Or do you feel like we're talking again and it's the same? 
I... It's hard, of course. I know it's hard to, to tell, yeah. but I just want to know how you feel. I would say that maybe I feel less pressure to have big subjects to delve into um, because I'm aware that there's so many podcasts where, especially interview podcasts, where the whole thing is content, about that new content, new information. Someone asks a question to somebody who knows a lot about something and they respond and the whole podcast or, or episode is very informative. And uh, I think I'm letting myself be more open to the idea or, or to remind myself that this is about the practice and about being open and conscious in conversation. And it's not necessarily about having content to deliver or to touch on. Um, of course. Like yeah, I would I, say I agree. this podcast is probably the least, least topics so far covered, probably. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't know. But I think what you're saying is there's value. There's not only value in the actual content. There's value in the exploration of the like the the process of sitting down and having the conversation and exploring being authentic and right. and and like like being able to jump into some random idea and elaborate even though you're not an expert on the field or what or whatever like right there's value in that and totally even if it's not the most informative content the the overall experience is valuable and hopefully entertaining for some people Yes, and I have to say, I already lost the thing that I had put up in my head of like my of things that were aware and observing myself. I already lost that thing that I put up when I talked about being more conscious, and I regained it when I was listening to you there. So that's a little insight. Nice, nice. I did want to say that I need to remind myself of this idea that we're talking about right now when it comes to um say last week part of the reason why i mean there's many reasons why we didn't cast but one of the reasons was i didn't feel that day like i had content or like i would have had anything to talk about but that's not the purpose of the cast or of the practice and so uh that's mm -hmm. something that i need to remind myself of um yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. it yeah also, I think the, it's, the test is harder. The practice really makes a difference past the first hour of the cast. Mm -hmm. um, like, it starts to matter more if you're really listening, if you're focused, if you're, like, if you're replying to the actual thing that the other person said or just saying what was already in your head and you were just waiting for the other person to finish and just say your yeah, thing right totally. yeah and that probably comes from some fatigue but also that's something that i guess why it's called a practice we'd probably get better at is having more longevity in terms of the ability to remain focused and yeah. conscious in yeah. a conversation Dude, i'm constantly amazed at how joe rogan is able to maintain 
very good conversations over three hours. Like, I agree. I you see him slip though into yeah, no, I ideology. Mean, I've seen a lot of Dude, guests where he doesn't. 100%. He, I'll see him see someone else and then make a judgment about what their perspective might be because he's seen a lot of people with different perspectives and then i'll see him assume their perspective and then respond as if he knew what they were going to say and then it becomes sort of a shutdown thing they'll move on to a different topic or something else will come up but mm -hmm. it seems mm -hmm. heavily dictated by his uh which is it's his podcast and it's his interview but uh um, I, I do see that quite a lot, um, especially more recently, but, uh, um, it okay. is true. Those people, okay. the guy, the people who are regularly, um, having conversations, you see a, a massive improvement in their ability yeah. to communicate with people. And I think that that's a beautiful, uh, thing. Um, mm -hmm. I was, I guess where I'm coming from is cause, uh, we, we, both saw a little bit or a lot of the Elon Musk interview. Yeah. And and like I I was listening to that while I was working on other shit, but I I was I was impressed by mm -hmm. how he handled having him there. He 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 had real rapport at the end with him, like. Hmm. Uh, he, Elon was relaxed, and I, I think that it was his objective. Wow! Allow him to relax, like speak up, and feel yeah. free to. And I, I, in my personal I opinion, the I might be wrong. Like, you, I you thought, thought the that's I thought not, the complete well, opposite. That's, that's interesting. I thought that he tell me about it. I thought that he felt like this was the podcast, and he wore the pink nice nice button up shirt cuz he was trying to like be slightly more uh and he and i think uh that shirt i fun. think that having the the drinks was a little laid back but i think it it completely sidetracked uh joe rogan's ability to engage in the conversation in a specific way i think he kept he kept making the podcast it's like he had this idea in his head that Elon Musk is this crazy fucking inventor guy that like, and he kept enforcing this view on the podcast instead of letting it unfold. Mm -hmm. And I found it quite frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I found Elon Musk, he was very relaxed, but I think he was also exhausted and just rolling with it. But yeah, I don't yeah. think that his relaxation was, was due to the interview style. I think it was a very, I thought, I thought, I thought I saw Joe Rogan actually like quite nervous and like trying to impress him and trying to be. He was like, nervous, yeah, and, and you could see the fascination. He was like in love with this guy. Yeah, but he also didn't quite know what to say, and I found it like quite. I found it like. I mean, like what I would didn't. <laughs> what do you mean? What would I, you say? Like I don't know. Like the whole pod. I don't know. I thought that I would have loved to know more about what he thought were pre were imp about then like how crazy is it to be a genius like the whole thing was like <laughs> and that's yeah like, he was a little bit uh, overwhelming yeah. on that side i'm like do you really know you're this really 
like yeah he, it was yeah. too much yeah i um, don't know i thought it could have been a much the thing that i took away from it was was listening to elon musk respond and deal with the situation and and uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think the fourth podcast if they did four i think maybe the fourth would have been would have been nice i just found it like uncomfortable i found it uncomfortable i think that it was it was and that's i think that's 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 why it also is uh very entertaining to watch um, because the dynamics going on are subtle but definitely there and um but i agree that he was making a lot of emphasis on the like i'm this average joe and you're this super enlightened alien guy that's yeah. different than everyone else and like <laughs> how do you think and like how do you feel inside your head please tell me and please smoke a joint while you tell me like, yeah and um, i, I want to make a collage of every time he said bottleneck <laughs> joe rogan said like what are the bottlenecks he said bottleneck like a thousand times uh <laughs> i don't know I don't know. It was a very interesting, um, but it was, it was interesting to see a long form with Elon Musk because I'd never seen um, a long form conversation with him. Um, And that's what I was saying. It's three hours, you know, like it's very long. It's very long. It's very long. Yeah. And, and this is all to say that I don't think I couldn't conduct a better interview. I'm not pretending that these are just things that I had noticed and I had yeah. wished had wished it was different to get more out of the guy because it was interesting to have an opportunity uh, to listen to someone for a longer. Uh, yeah. And just to finish this um, brief Elon Musk parenthesis. Yeah. Something that kind of remained in your mind after the after you watched. Like some gem that stuck with you. I mean, um, maybe I by think say, the, saying I think... gem, I'm like putting it too too hard on yourself. Like no, the but thing, th- but just like yeah. Anything. I think one idea was the the weight that Elon Musk apparently feels about making a difference or change towards the human impact on the environment, and this sort of like like he's trying to make his cars do like backflips and do like amazing stuff to try to like entice people enough to buy something that could be towards a better direction than pumping fossil fuels and and that's a whole big discussion but you could tell that he's just he feels like he's killing himself over trying to impress people enough to adopt a technology that he thinks is almost too late to adopt to make any difference but he's like uh and and also to know that the attention span of everyone watching will see that and go like oh it's so heartwarming that he cares so much for the environment it was so beautiful da 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 and then move on with their lives and then not like to know that nobody really cares and that nobody really we don't know how to change what needs to change on such a large scale to make any difference and that the immediacy of it it doesn't matter because people just don't care and are are so consumed with their own lives that that uh um 
Yeah, it's... Uh, I think I got a very deep feeling that of his frustration with the with the whole thing and then a sadness that I had about how the response is just going to be, oh, that's cute. He cares so much. And then I agree. Hashtag environment. And then like it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a, a takeaway? Um, also, I how stupid are just, stock? Yeah. How stupid are like the stock dropped because he smoked some, because he just did yeah. that and it went yeah. down like ten percent. But you know, you know <laughs> that there's people in the company and others people who were just waiting because they knew he was going on that show they were just expecting something like that so that they could sell and buy stock and that guy was ready to quit at a drop of a hat yeah he he mentioned his friend a couple of times that was texting him and then he mentioned like a friend uh i i i told a friend i wouldn't swear and like he had some kind of managing yeah friend that was like yeah um supporting him because yeah, yeah. of course he's a huge figure so he needs to take precautions but he didn't even take a hit of the thing no he, but, he really yeah. didn't like that's it's very silly um and i'm not sure it wasn't entirely because of that i don't know maybe it was like yeah literally I, like he's smoking yeah. i'm out like i don't know and I also don't think that it was like an impulse decision. I think that he knew that that could be a potential. He like, I think he is aware that even though it might have taken it in his mind, it either was, it either was this is going to be a short term negative for a long term positive of people who see me as independent and to make my own decisions and you know, whatever, some cool factor for people who are growing up and getting the ability to spend money on a car and all that stuff. Or it was just, I want to feel independent and not be controlled by stakeholders. Exactly. Um, but... Yeah. But and maybe it was, I don't want to say it was planned. I don't want to feel, I don't want to sound conspiracy theory. No, but that's uh, what I'm saying. It was, he was aware. Maybe that he it... knew, he knew, or maybe he even orchestrated the whole thing out of marketing yeah yeah um, maybe he's a really smart guy so we can't really know yeah maybe but i also what thought I, it was I funny was... i also sorry sorry to cut you off please i yeah, just no. want to say i also thought it was funny that i think in his mind he thought that he took a hit and he thought that it didn't affect him and i thought that was hilarious you think so you yeah think he, he thought he took a hit and he was like, well, yeah, he was like, I don't feel, I don't feel anything. And, and they really didn't even smoke. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought it was just funny that he, I think in his mind, he thought like it won't, it doesn't, it won't affect me or something like that. I thought that was, uh, he also funny. said that he, I think he used the words almost never smoke. Yeah. Um, so it's he he is he it's was just like for deal. me for it's me it's non-productive and whatever um but i think the point was it's there's no difference between like lighting this blunt and and smoking this glass of whiskey at least smoking this glass of whiskey <laughs> smoking this nice but yeah but yeah he said new experiences <laughs> catchphrases you guys want to smoke this whiskey 
dude, that's so. But fun. yeah, he uh, yeah, and he said I think he said a really good point that, and this is why I think like Joe wasn't really present in that conversation, but he said that whiskey that alcohol is a drug that's been grandfathered in, and I thought that that mm-hmm. is a huge discussion uh, that didn't get they should have went didn't into get that. explored. But sure. I thought that was uh, that's I a agree. really good point. Um, but I was. How did we get was, on to talking about this Elon Musk interview? We've been talking about it for like it half sorry, an hour. I, it was me. I brought it up. <laughs> Every episode you mentioned like a, a YouTube no, conversation. Well, we were talking about conversation abilities and mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. I think Joe Rogan has improved a lot. And Dude, yeah. the Elon of Musk course. thing, it's three hours long and yeah. he's still very, he's a good interviewer. He is. In my he's a opinion. very good interview. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, but the last thing I was going to say about Elon is like, how is Tesla way harder than SpaceX? I don't get that. Like, it's hard for me to understand why when Joe asked, like, what's the hard, what, like, what, what keeps you up at night? Something like that. And he was like, actually, Tesla. And he was like, no, but isn't SpaceX like super hard? And he was like, I don't want to sound like SpaceX is not like extremely hard, but running a car company no but the thing is like first of all how first of first of all first of all listen dude first of all joe could have asked him more about why they're more difficult and gone into it more but i mean he did say he said there's only two companies that that are that uh two i forget what it was but a car company is not easy to 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 stay afloat i think it's very hard to keep a car company choosing places to manufacture most cars can go here's a plant in wherever they make these the dodge this and the ford this and and Mm -hmm. you know you can make a bid on the manufacturing place and they'll make your car you can't do that with tesla they like he said they have to make everything uh like I, yeah, and they tried to, to yeah. steal like the Lotus chassis and, yeah. and, and, and that sale, failed and, and they had to redesign yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. And space, the AC, the air conditioner thing. And yeah, and SpaceX, I think, is something that he has more control over time wise. Like if something's not ready, they can like a car, you're on schedule. You have to have things produced. Oriented. It's not consumer oriented. You're not as worried about legal liabilities. It's like. Yeah. I just think there's so many variables that that us not being embedded in, I'd like I don't think it's worth saying how can a car company because that's just like an ignorant way to view something we don't know what behind the scenes are. Um, right, right, yeah. But, but also uh, the difference between an electric car and the and like right the yeah. landings of the rockets and oh, that's yeah. like. Yeah, I think the in my engi- head there yeah. wasn't comparison, but the engineering about the actual the... running of the thing. Yeah. I keep cutting Sorry. you off. The engineering of the space stuff must be way more advanced and specific, but they only have to make one of the thing, and all their resources can go on to making. They don't have to. Yeah, it's. It, I just. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't even speculate. I can't even name the variables because I'm not. Uh, of course, yeah, um, I was just impressed by that. Because um, in my head, I was gonna. I was thinking, of course, it's SpaceX, right? Or maybe Hyperloop, um, but it's Tesla. Anyway, um, I wanted him to have a better opinion on meditation. Like something inside me wanted him to to say, I do meditate sometimes and find it helpful. <laughs> um, wow. 
Yeah, you're super. Well, I think. Well, that was the that was the whole podcast of of Joe seeming like he was this enlightened super. Like, why do we think someone who's an extremely invested engineer? Why would they have spent lots of time meditating or? Because he he very clearly stated that he's got like very crazy mind and he can't right, turn it off. I think a lot of engineers are like that. I'm not saying that they're the same as Elon Musk, but I think people who work heavily in engineering, like their mind is very like detail oriented, like a lot of obsessive compulsive, like, yeah. you know, some of people, some of that spectrum stuff going on. Uh, and but those are the exact opposite people who would invest time in meditation, I think, or be interested in looking it up because because right, the, fun- it, the function is not immediate and the you know it's more esoteric. It's more it, it's not like here are the, the the graphs and the here's the specific blueprints of what you're going to receive in ten minutes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, you know, it's, um, I wouldn't expect the guy to know. Yeah, or, or to be yeah. <laughs> or or to be called by meditation or, or like to be fascinated yeah, yeah. by it. But if he's if he's suffering from an unbalance of like overthinking and high anxiety and like if he's stating that he's suffering from that, like if you can't turn it off, then like it's an issue. Well, there's there's practices and there's things that can help you slow it down if you feel like you want to and like and what i was getting from is like he right. he he sometimes needs to pause it right man i agree but i think yeah we can't conflate someone who is dealing with issues that could benefit from meditation and someone who has the who has looked into it or is interested in looking into it like it's the same thing as people yeah. who might be you know eating tons of fast food and, and, you know, dealing with diabetes and obesity, they are probably not the people who are obsessed with looking into nutrition and health and fitness. Exactly. They're mm-hmm. the, you know, but they're the people who would need, like, it's just, there's a, there's a, there's a thing where, you know, it's not always necessarily true that someone who needs a lifestyle change or, or an interest in something is going to get that interest in that thing that will benefit them. I think there's a... Sure. Yeah, and I'm not even saying he should meditate or that that would help him. I think he should. Who knows? <laughs> he should. <laughs> sure. I think he should. Um, I think it'll help everybody if you can get the habit going. I'm a number one proponent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the everybody. Like, I'm... Sh- I, everybody. I think there's... I think there's people that don't really need to meditate. I'll um, debate that. I think everybody. Let's debate that then. I'm welcome, <laughs> please. Um, why do you think that every like meditation is good for everyone as a generalization? Because there is a take all the health benefit, take all of the physical health benefits aside, the hormonal cortisol, all of those things that have been studied, just. Yeah. Just just take the self-reflection. Just take self-reflection. Anybody can benefit from being aware of the thoughts that are, they're having and understanding why they're having those thoughts. That's, of course, there can be an excess, but 
I'm not advocating the amount that somebody meditate. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking about that. Mm -hmm. This is the result of being aware of what's going on. And of course, somebody can do that without meditation. People can be self-reflective without it. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but that is my argument. If you're already no, but that's not an argument. And if you're already killing it and, and you already have the game figured out and you're not suffering from any uh, psychological right. uh, or like mental anxiety or whatever. If right. you're but okay in every way. But my position was meditation is something that can benefit everybody and it is beneficial to everybody. My argument wasn't that you won't get the benefit from meditation from anything else. And those are two different things. I'm not saying you can I'm get people. You can get my argument is not that people can get it somewhere else. But your um, argument was just that, say, someone who already has self-reflection in their life and that it, they don't need it because they're already they have clarity and they're and that's your isn't that your argument? Yeah, if they if they if they're already on track, right? What's on track? On by on track, I mean they know they have a certain level, like a an okay level of self-awareness. First of all, so they know. I'm not saying 100%. There's always a balance. Right. So if but they meditate, you know who you are, you know where you're going, you know right. what you want to do with your life, and you you already have your strategy, and you're in action mode, and you're going there, and you're on the way, and and you don't really suffer from like um, OCD or or anything that yeah. would make you say I need to balance my thoughts or anything or like. Right. So if you actually sit down and meditate and start to create yeah. a habit, it could be maybe for that specific person. I know this is an, an, an exception. It's not an exception, though, because my argument so. wasn't that everybody needs meditation. My argument was that meditation is beneficial for everybody. I'm trying to make an argument where meditation could actually it, to, to, to take you away from. Right. From but I don't. Right. So you didn't convince me with saying that somebody who is already on track, you're saying that that person, say, if he meditated, he wouldn't improve his ability to be aware of his own thoughts and uh, and and be and, and and get the physiological benefits of it. I don't know, but I'm thinking that maybe Well, you're arguing for it. You can't say <laughs> I don't arguing, know I and don't. then argue for no. it. <laughs> Because I don't want to feel my argument to be like my, my like I'm fighting for this. I'm yeah. not really. Um, but I think that if you if you're on track, and I already explained what, what on is track on, means. In yeah, but case. I don't. What's on track? You know, on track is it's working. Your what's life working? is working. Your life and your path and your everyday routines and and experiences like you but don't if, have anything to complain about right but if you're say you're somebody who's their life is working and they don't understand how they communicate with their staff they don't know how they communicate with their loved ones they don't know the the impact they have on other people but their life is working they're making more money they're making more profit they, they think that everything I didn't is say on track financially I, I never said right but my thing is is the perception that you're on track is subjective and yeah. someone whose life who they think they're on track 
could be someone who says, oh, I don't need meditation because my life's on track. I, of course, I'm very self-aware. I know everything that I, I I'm, I'm the most self-aware person you can meet. I know well, you're exactly- characterizing some arrogance in this guy and maybe it's not necessary. I, so, I mean- you're car- so you're saying that there's someone out there that is so aware, that is basically enlightened, that basically is so conscious of of who they are and how they're impacting. Ignorant ignorant people, right? Ignorant people who are just super successful at being... We're already already doing um, what they want to be doing. Order in the court. They're already getting (laughs) the results. And I'm not saying what that thing is or what those results are. Could be, yeah. but if you know what you want and you're getting it out of your behavior and routines and habits that fill your life, I agree that it you if you would get the benefit from meditation exactly. if you sit down. Exactly. But, yes, but but what if you don't want to incorporate a new habit? What if you don't want anything to be moved because you're I'm not talking about want. We're not talking about want. We're talking about if something would benefit. Here's the thing. We don't need to continue this thing. But but I I am right now, Monday, September 10th, 2018. I believe that meditation is one of those things that a small amount of it is anything... Any amount of it that you can incorporate into your day is beneficial unless you're doing like the full day or unless it's negatively impacting your life, which I think would have to be a lot. You would have to meditate. No, but what I'm saying is it could easily negatively alter your life, at least in the short term. I'm not saying meditation. I think this could argument is so ridiculous. I think this no, argument no, no. is so ridiculous. It's not. It's not. It's here's, a waste of time to have. Okay. Would, in my experience, there have been some times where I incorporate meditation back into a constant habit for a month, and or more or whatever, and it maybe I skipped skip a day or. Doesn't so matter. specific. It's very specific so far. Meditation could take you to a place where you 100% need to face your demons or your mm. negative um, whatever. Sure. And that's a good thing because if you do that, you come out on the other side a better than before. Um, That's so your argument is based on there's the, a there's a chaos face. There's meditation a very isn't just meditation isn't just facing things that are demon that are like your demons or things you have to face. That's not what it but is it, in it, its entirety. It's also not only like sitting down and being blissful. No, it's not. It's not. But I can already tell that the argument you're making is restricted to the specifics of facing things that are extremely negative in your life and then having those detrimentally impact you because of facing them which isn't an encompassing of meditation on the whole so it's kind of a straw man okay no i'll buy that (laughs) (laughs) 
out of arguing too much. Um, I'm arguing too much. I don't want to. I agree. Meditation isn't for everybody. Defend that Oh, you were agreeing? Yeah, meditation isn't for everybody. In these situations, if you're somebody who doesn't can't take the chaos, who does no, it's not about chaos. I'm going to make the argument that if you're somebody that sees meditation as a waste of time, and anytime you try to do it, you feel like you're wasting time, and you don't actually invest in it, you don't feel like you're doing anything, and you get distracted, and it just okay. frustrates you, and the rest of the day you're frustrated because you're like, oh, I wasted time this morning, and uh, the whole, and you're just frustrated by it then I don't think that it would be beneficial to that person. So you win. Right. Yeah. If you're, if you, so pl placebo matters, self placebo, like having the willingness to benefit from it. Right. Um, if you don't have that willingness to benefit, if you're only like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm doing this and this is stupid and I'm wasting time and I need yeah. to go to the grocery store, then of course that's not beneficial. But if you, I think it could be. <laughs> Let's uh, end of this. Course, I, keep could be. Could be. I keep flip flopping. I keep flip flopping. No, just to finish it up. Yeah. Um, if you're not in a if if you're not in a place in your life where you can go into personal reflection and and actual work because it takes work. Like yeah. you you can have an insight, but then you have to work. It's not easy. Uh, Sitting change. silent is not easy by itself. Not at all, and it's actually sometimes it's suffering and yeah and you have to deal with stuff and yeah and and untangle mental shit if yeah. you don't if you're if you have your life working for you you could have many flaws and many st stuff to work on yeah but if you if you're not willing to go through that or if going through that is going to mess up everything else, mm -hmm. maybe meditation wouldn't benefit you right on sure. that face of your life. Sure. And that's the argument. Yeah, sure. I, I had that's... to I had to flip flop just because I was getting too invested in my position and I needed to switch out at the end there just so I could uh, not feel like I was super empathetic or not empathetic, but super just obsessed with one side of the argument. I will say and then I got to yeah. go to the bathroom. We take a quick break. Me too. Uh, awesome. I will say, I believe, I truly believe meditation should be a requirement in schools almost throughout the school system. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. Because there... because I think in, in this, the formative years as a kid right now, we're seeing with social media and phones and just the inundation with stuff, I think is mm -hmm. most impactful when you're young and when you're when you're forming a brain that's going to deal with the inputs of the world. And I yeah. think that, and there's so many studies on that, but I will say that that is something that I think across the board is a beneficial uh, thing that should be implemented is meditation in schools. I um, agree. I agree. There's some schools that instead of punishing you, you go meditate. And I think that's great. That's if nice. you do, like if you did something wrong, instead of like go to the corner and you're punished, yeah. Go meditate for 20 minutes and come back and I then think, we'll talk. Right. And I think that's good. But I would also like to know that it's being implemented, not as a punishment. Exactly. Uh, it, because but... it could have a negative long term. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. And just to, before we, we take a, a little pause, um, the, the flaw to my exception argument 
on how meditation would not benefit you. Um, that's only in the case of the short term or like in, if in that moment in your life. But if you actually did it yeah. in the long term, it's work that you, you, you instead of postponing it, you're, right. you're going right into what you should be working on. And also some of it's physiological. So just the process is beneficial in some right. cases. So agreed. Nice. I like uh, this debate. Cool. All right. Uh, let's let's come back in a yeah. few minutes. Okay. Right. If I turn off my camera, does it um, mess up the stream? Just to save save battery.
we're back in. We're back live. We're back in. We're back. And the globalist the elites hole. are taking their time to reinstate the globalist economy, the globalist setting, those the dams. Oh my god. <laughs> Who am I speaking with? Those dams in the deep state are trying to take over. Please tell me more. I'm interested. That was uh, a really bad Alex Jones impersonation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't like that guy. I'm sorry. No, me neither. Did you see that he? Did you see that he's no longer on Twitter? And also, the app, they took his app off of iTunes. And also, I'm not aware. And also, I think the company that they used to broadcast on their website stopped working with them. So like, they're like off the inter- like the internet, like they're off the internet. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. That that's a thing. Who did that to them? Like, wh- all, why? Just all the platforms. They cited different. Uh, because they, of the they false, just, falsehood they, of the. Uh, they said different uh, terms of service things. They didn't violation. necessarily cite. There was obviously, yeah, his thinking Sandy Hook was a hoax and like terrible. But he's a too much. He's a lunatic. He's a crazy. But when is there to say like what? It's just it's an interesting case. I will say it's interesting. It's very interesting Mm -hmm. that you can be completely ghosted from the internet. Yeah. uh, Even on your own, like yeah, it's pretty wild. He he still has a big audience of. Uh, yeah, but I wonder how. I, I was I was gonna be despective oh, no. about the audience. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna be like ignorant fox, <laughs> but I'm not. But not. Whoa! Take it back. <laughs> Whoa! I just I I'm sorry. I just cursed. And uh, after the meditation and. Um, um. I have a question for you. How do you? Yes. Yes. Uh, I like it when you like prepare the like. You could just ask the question, but you you need to, to set it up. You need to set it up. It's it's. That's good. Uh, I'm hoping I can make a meme out of it, and then in ten years we can have T-shirts that says "I have a question for you." And I feel like whenever you do that, it's because you want me to answer. You want me to be answer guy for that question. Yeah. Otherwise, just go ahead and. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, let me propose it as a problem, and then and then you can interpret it as a question. <laughs> Hopefully, please. Um, I get confused with numerology because, yeah. on the one hand, I understand that math always existed, and that we've uncovered if you had one rock and then you added another rock, there's two rocks, and you can't you can't debate that. That's a that's a real thing. There's math that's just in the world. Mm-hmm. But we invent we stopped at nine. We made up the thing that stops at nine. We could have made a new shape. Though. How does it stop at nine? Well, it goes one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then ten is one and zero. But why do you interpret that as it, it stops? Because um, we have all of the we, nine, because all of the numerology and, and sacred geometry stuff, which is super cool, and I love reading about that stuff, 
It's all yeah. about saying like one is this, two is this, three is this, nine is this, and then ten is everything, and then whatever, and then it goes, and then now it's a combination. Then everything can be derived back to one through ten. Mm -hmm. But we, but that's a made up. Is like it? we could have made a new shape for ten instead of ten. We could have made a. But we could have made like a. That we made. The, we could have like made a squiggly the shapes. We did invent the shapes. We invented that shape and this shape and and the three shape. It, we it could have made a new like a hundred percent invention though. It was a a, a, Can you... a an organic process. I need to explore this idea. Sense. Could I request that you go with? also uh, on yes, my side guy for, yeah, for five yeah, minutes yeah, and then we can debate <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on your side bro. <laughs> don't you think that we made up the shapes we did we we, we made up the shapes but not as as a creative <laughs> coming up with it thing like it it had to make sense and be organic the, the development of it had to no, the number nine going like that, right? Different languages use different shapes for numbers. Yeah, exactly. The, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. so like that thing is a made up symbol that we've related to nine. So how come we don't just, there's a new shape that goes like that and that means 10. And then, you know, my point is, it's been a human invention to attribute all of these sacred geometry things and then stop at 10. And then, you know, like we made up the 10 thing. We made up the 10 thing. Nature and we reality. Didn't, we didn't. Nature and reality doesn't stop at 10. Nature and reality is infinite, infinite numbers that are all their own. Yeah. Number. And after 10 goes 11. But then 11 <laughs> are two ones. Why didn't we? Ha why, why isn't 11 a new thing? That's what I'm thing. saying. That's, that's what you're saying. That's what I'm it. saying. Because it makes sense <laughs> to. <laughs> it just made sense. I think it. How did that make it's, sense? It it has. So you started saying that we we you you're aware or you believe that we actually discovered like math was, is a was is and will always be a thing yeah it's exist it is there and, and without human and, perception and that that abstract understanding has is one thing and then the actual representations of the symbols that we did come up with right is and another the, thing and the abstract mm -hmm. symbols of that thing are are a part of all of the sacred sacred geometry language and and uh meaning and uh all that stuff is put on to the numbers one through ten just because we happen to symbol those and then go back and so all of the meaning uh that could be put towards numbers is put on one through ten like 12 can have some meaning, but usually that's because it has one and two and can be added up to three and then people make up the meanings of, you know, one through 10. Is that wrong? Or are there numbers that are like attributed meaning individually separate from one through 10? 
Maybe wow. I don't know enough to really think about this yet. Me neither. Well, me neither. But because I'm thinking about thirteen. Thirteen is a uh, over one through ten, and that has a lot of a lot of what me meaning and and uh, and that's not. I, I I think you're <laughs> combining a lot of things. I think I, so too. Well, yeah. I'm trying. I'm I'm. I'm trying to have this idea, but it's hard because yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know enough and it's like a lot of little pieces of other things put together and I don't know what I'm saying yet as I'm saying it. It, it would be amazing if we come up with a sort of rational answer on our own right now out of, out of exchanging ideas. I would so, almost be willing to say we should read through those documents that we shared yeah, before we... Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I keep forgetting what everything But, but means. what I think we're getting to is that there's the abstract understanding of numbers. Yes. The, the concepts embedded in numbers. And then how you represent and express and add up and divide and whatever. whatever. That's, that, that, that developed itself to match the abstract thing that makes sense no i'm not i'm not making sense no i think i think the math is on the one side that exists math exists but max is math the symbols we use by itself it exists in relation to life right yeah right hmm. math is math is a way of manipulating something that exists for real but right. but but it is a truth it is a fundamental truth math is a is it is the truth math is the truth <laughs> okay yeah i can't i, I, I right can't you can't you can't uh of course we could get super i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna do the the argument to that but uh, <laughs> you were gonna go there. <laughs> i don't want to do it okay so if we if we just assume for now that math is the truth and that it's a way of manipulating reality in a way that can't be argued with and that the things that the the answers that are that are uncovered through the use of math are answers that would be there regardless of whether or not a human being was alive. A human being needs to be alive to to see the results and to to agree about those results but there's always if you have two sticks side by side there's two sticks there yeah <laughs> right so but, the, but what we're talking about what we're talking about is more. we made the symbols that represent the numbers of things that exist they developed we, we developed, developed it we created and, them and we and stopped like, it we stopped at nine it's like language Maybe we didn't stop at nine. I don't know, but maybe there was some guy that was like, dude, after nine, we have line. <laughs> and <laughs> maybe his proposition didn't make sense. And, uh, <laughs> and then like, there was like consensus that we're, we're like, it makes sense to have 10 and then repeat the thing. It's a great system. I, I, it's a great system. <laughs> Stopping at nine is a great system. My point is, all of, all of the, doesn't all of the 
sacred geometry and 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 meaning put into numbers come from the fact that we stopped at nine and stopping at nine is an arbitrary stopping point or is it not an arbitrary i can't think about this this hurts dude (laughs) isn't doesn't it's it's like an impossible it's not impossible it's not impossible we can figure okay so you think there's 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 an answer did we can we get Randall Carlson on this podcast? Can we call Randall Carlson right now? I need someone who knows sacred geometry and numbers and numerology and stuff like that. You're the guy. I'm not the guy, dude. Um, but if we, I think if we join forces, we can have a higher understanding yeah. on this thing. But right I might now. need research. Right now, you think so? Yeah. Let's try to get more rational, right? Uh, okay. Did stopping? I'm sorry for this okay. construction. Okay. Oh my god. It's okay. If, if it gets too bad, you tell me. Okay. It's only gonna detrimentally it's influence random, the though. podcast if we talk about it. Okay. <laughs> it, did we arbitrarily stop? Am I am I pronouncing that right? Doesn't matter. Yeah, did we ar- stop at nine on purpose, or did we? invent that nine was the single digit last number we invented it we invented it if you imagine 10 sticks why is the 10th one starting with one and zero why is that yeah i don't know but i i'm in my head it makes it in my head it happened because it made sense because it matched math so we agree that math happened existed before we discovered it and before we mapped it yeah so what i'm saying is what is it if if we mapped it right that way and it makes sense and all science is based on that it wasn't a random thing that we said nine and then and then it repeated the the cycle it had to make sense it had to match the abstract system that we didn't of course make up um come up with so we just came up with the symbols for the thing and the symbols had to make sense um is there any reason why a zero should be in 10 that's a good question i like i like how you're thinking about this um I'm sure there is, bro. I'm sure there is. If we asked, like a, a mathematician, math even I'm not good at math. If you had a zero and a ten, that implies that you could do another nine. I I lost you there. <laughs> if you have, a it's zero... just. I think that here's the thing. Here's the thing. Math exists in in the world. There's things that you can count and manipulate and add and subtract and do all these kinds of things with. Mm-hmm. We we group we bitted it just like Alan Watts talks about naming and and separating the world into things that we can identify. This is a lamp. This is a table. This is a person. Thing around it, and we've called it a name in order to understand the universe. We've we've turned it into bits from a whole wash of information. Yeah. Math is just the same. It's bidding is just bidding it. It's so I think we stopped at nine and ten so that we could we could create little bits 
that are units, ones yeah. and we've stopped there. But I think that, that that's mm -hmm. arbitrary. I think the units we've created, we could have made. Uh, You're saying 101 could be 100 if we had different bits. If, yeah. 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 If, if we right. exactly if that if we would agree on that. Yes. It yes. could be. And so, that's the way that's okay. like temperature. That's like Fahrenheit okay. and Celsius. That's like Fahrenheit and Celsius. Mm -hmm. But then what if you bring bring up time? Hmm. Could one o'clock? Let's not talk be about two o'clock. Uh, one o'clock could be two o'clock. One o'clock. One o'clock could be two o'clock. If we, if we bitted it differently, if we bitted it, if we took bits differently, it wouldn't be a 12 hour day. It would be a different number that represented 24 hours or 12 hours. And then the number that we use to represent okay, you, a time of the day would be different. You're only changing the symbol, the language. No, the I'm changing the numbering changing has to make sense about how the, the universe moves. No, the, but expanded. the number would be different. So it would still be in our language, 24 hours, but the number would be the, different if no, our bits. No. Yes. Yes, the language if, for the number would be no. different. The the concept embedded in the understanding of what that number symbolizes or represents would be the same. Because we can't change that. <laughs> we can't change No, let's say a second a second was we can't change 0 and 1. We, we can't yes. change the fact that you either have zero or one, and then it goes from there. What if one second... Was a little bit shorter. What if one second... Say... say uh, all right, I have two, two hypotheticals. Okay. Let's say one second was, um, was 0 0.3 narbits. It still, it still takes the same amount of time. But we call it 0 0.3 narbits because we separated it into different things. That's what I different said. Different names. You're changing the symbol for the same thing. Yes. You, it's just like but we're, if, but orange, we're... if the color orange, we would have agreed that we name orange red and then we name red orange. But then, then the orange day would be red. But then the day wouldn't be 24 hours. The day would be like, like way long. The day would be only like seven narbits. It will still take the sun the same amount of time. Yes, it would still itself. happen the same, but we would call it different names. It would you're be seven only, narbits. You're only changing how you call it. So right. that's what I'm saying in terms of the number. You're only changing how you call or symbolize the concept. I agree. We're agreeing. Okay. That's why I'm yeah. saying we're agreeing. That's it, it, why I'm saying nine. Is, that's why I'm saying we made up. We made up the representation of the things that exist. Yes, I know. Yes, but we were talking about why did we stop at nine? That was yeah. the first thing. No, I agree. Why did we stop at nine? Uh, I don't remember how we got into the narbits, but I still we made up we made up how much time is in a day by the representation of the numbers. We came up with the right measure yes. that made sense for how the earth and the But did we come up? We didn't come up with the measurements. We came up with the symbols 
of the specific we, we instances of how time. we measure. Yeah. My second hypothetical was, say, if it's 50 years from now and we're so advanced that we're symbiotic with ro robots, with AI, artificial intelligence. There. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold beautiful. on. Beautiful. I love it. I love All right. It. And, and they're like, you idiots. It's not one second. That's such a low resolution understanding of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they go, it's sometimes 0 0.999993. Sometimes it's 0 0.9997. Sometimes it's zero. like there's fluctuations, you idiots. It's not this exact thing all the time. And it's yeah. changing. And uh, that's why there's a leap year, you idiots. It's, it's relative just, to it's movement. Relative to movement. Uh, yeah, and and yeah. they understand the the uh, combination of different uh, physics phenomena with magnetism and, and gravity, and they understand how time is is accurately uh, the reality of time to a degree that we can't. And and, and may, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then we're not even accurate. Then we're not. E then time isn't even. Uh, then it's not even the numbers that we made up, but also the measurement of time and that right. it's just low resolution accuracy. Am I going to a different direction no, 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 here? I don't know. I think we need to contemplate the fact that there's chronological time that we did invent. The, the measuring of how the day, like the fractioning of time. Yeah. So that we can measure a day and a week and a month right. and have a calendar. Yes. And, and there's many calendars and they evolve and whatever. And, and, and that's chronological time, in my opinion. And there's also time in terms of the, the universe is, it's, is expanding and life tends to decay. So you get older, right? Matter. Right. The arrow um, of time. The arrow of time. Yeah. Yeah. It goes um, forward. H. Yeah. Like uh, the like the Mayan calendar, I think, is more accurate to the time than our calendar that we use. Right. Also, more way more. It it incorporates more aspects of right consciousness and long term cycles and maybe consciousness yeah, but isn't I think... the word at all, but. I think yeah. also just like accuracy in terms of like, like the way they deal with leap year or something, like the way they deal with the end of the year time. Astrological, because they measured stars Ast for astronom a long time. Astronomical. Astronomical, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they predicted the alignment of the solar system. Yes. That's crazy. This is a whole different thing, but the, I, the idea that, and I need to verify this, but a lot of like Graham Hancock stuff and, and you know, the wisdom of ancient possible peoples is that we assume is the statement that they understood procession of the equinoxes. Mm -hmm. And I need to look again at... Which is crazy. I need to look again like... at what the, what the evidence for the fact that they knew procession existed because sometimes it's like there's 42 statues in this temple and 42 is one of the subdivisions of the procession of the equinox. Therefore, they knew about procession of the equinox. And I'm like, that's not, you can't just say that, that that's a big leap to say that because of the number of statues mm -hmm. they knew about this, this huge 
thousands of 40, what's the thousand, I forget the amount of time per session of Equinoxes is, but mm -hmm. I need to look that up. But if they did, and, and if that is true, that's insane. And that they incorporated that into calendars. That awareness of time scale is insane. And the, the perception yeah. you would have about life and, and, and the day would be crazy. We've sidetracked. But we're getting off topic for sure. Um, this stuff hurts. But this stuff hurts you my like brain. My, like my three, my trinity of time. There's chronological time that yeah. gets measured by our system yeah. of uh, seconds, hours. Super good Swiss watches that are. Exactly. And then there's universe, the physical time that goes along with the expansion of the universe and the fact that you get old and life tends to decay and Arrow of time yeah and then there's the subjective time like it's not the same hour when you're waiting in a dentist okay. than when you're making love to your beautiful love okay <laughs> absolutely not the same timing also the relativity like of one time. hour is yeah not just the relativity of perceptual time, but the relativity of physical time, like the Einstein, the guy going right. supersonic so, with the clock, the clock is going slower than the person on the, on the earth. If you're moving faster, time is slower. happening slower. Yes. Mm. Um, so... We were talking about chronological time. We were right? talking about chronological time, and I was trying to wrap my head around the differences between making up numbers and the actual real existence of time and how much of that we invented and how much of that is inherent in the universe um, mm. and how accurate our, number, our numbers are, how accurate that is, and if that's subjective. Um, and if the symbols we use have any meaning for those symbols, not necessarily in the shapes, but in ending at nine and then starting up at one and zero. Are those, is that way of bidding uh, time, yeah. is that something that is functional and purposeful and, and accurate and real? Or is that a subjective thing that we decided to do because it made organizing time easier for ourselves and we lost the camera? We're changing battery as we speak. I think those are the those are the questions that I have that I don't think we'd be able to answer. And maybe they're too abstract and maybe this is a, an, an idiotic conversation. Um, it's fun. That's that's what I'm saying. It's fun to explore a not so defined idea or topic because it's crazy. Yeah. And we're daring to um come up with right different we're daring we're so brave we're so brave <laughs> to talk about this right now uh you're gonna have to think about this for a good year but what, what just to maybe come back to the main thing if our measuring chronological measuring of time is not on point um then that's just okay i'm phrasing it it's another okay. way because it's okay. if 
the symbols and the words we came up with to measure time mm -hmm. and to make it chronological. Mm -hmm. If we can change the language and the symbols, do we change the perception of time itself for ourselves? So are we, are we experiencing time this way because our presuppositions and already built up um, understanding of things? Mm -hmm. Let's say if we, um, this kind of came up in the Joe Rogan Elon Musk interview, if, if we suddenly discover that we actually are in a simulation, we would be right now, not you, Vancouver, me, Mexico City, we would be on a hard drive somewhere. That's the actual time and place that we were, we would be in. And, and so our actual perception of time and space will completely be shattered. <laughs> I get what you're saying. There's so much there to unpack. First of all, I don't think it'd be a hard drive. I don't think we'd use hard drives anymore. But I get the point. We'd be in a, like a singular singular location and perceived to be another location uh, yeah. at the same time. The same way that like virtual reality, you could put on a headset and you'd right. be somewhere so else than you are. Uh, perception uh, is the key thing in here. Yeah, so uh, I think that it's true that we've bidded time and that that influences our perception of time. Like if you go uh if you are away from a city away from a clock away from all that stuff then your immediate environment and the tasks that you're doing have a larger impact i think on your perception of time because you're not always relating to it you're not always looking at a clock the less you look at it the more your time is influenced by the activity you're doing the location you're in the surroundings you are in and and uh what you're doing and i think that uh that that is an interesting phenomena and i totally i totally agree that naming something changes your perception i think that that's that that is a huge thing that we don't fully understand in the way that the human psyche acts and responds to things and phenomenons in the universe and that their uh that ra the radio lab about color they talked about a uh, place in, uh, I believe it was somewhere in Africa. That's such a small place. I know. I don't know any more details. Uh, mm -hmm. But there was a, a place where they didn't have individual names for the color green and blue. And everything that, everything that was green and blue was the same thing. And if you showed them... Uh, if you showed them a picture of green, that's an actual thing. I've never heard this. Yeah, and if you showed them, nice. if you showed them something that's green next to something that's blue, they'd be like, "That's the same thing." Yeah, uh, and their actual perception of those two colors was limited because they didn't have a name for the difference. And their whole life, they weren't going, "That's different right. to that. Like, that's different uh, to that." And then noticing it, and your ability mm. to notice the difference grows as you bit and name something. Yeah. Uh, so I think, of course, we have a massive unknown relationship to, to time and the way that it influences our perception of the world and, 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 and chronological time. So why did we stop at nine? I don't know. Is there a relation between nine and time? I think so. 90 I think minutes? There... An hour and a half? Yeah. 90 seconds. No, but like I mean, 60. Why? 
It should stop at six. The unit is 60. We should have stopped at six. We should, and then <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, eleven, up to 16, and then 20. Yeah. Nice. One, two, three, like, four, five, that would six. Make everything so much easier. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, six. No, one, Actually, zero. You, all, you only need one, two, three, and four. Because if you add one and two, you get three. And then three plus four, that's ten. Three plus four is not ten. <laughs> three. I'm sorry. If you <laughs> don't even know how to add up basic numbers. I wish I agreed with you, and then we talked for ten minutes about how true that is. You only need. I'm. I'm gonna repeat this whole thing. It, I in my head it makes sense. You only need one through four, because one plus two, plus three plus four, is ten. I see. And then you have the whole thing. Right, so there's different ways that we could we could make sh we could have less shapes and then do the same amount of math, and that's why I'm saying you could also have more shapes and do the same amount of math. Mm hmm. Or maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not true. Maybe I need to talk maybe. to somebody who we need we need an expert oh, in this man. thing. Um, it it would be fun if we kind of um, do our own um, wormhole. Research um, dive, yeah. yeah, and and bring it up again in some future cast. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I don't know why. It's I, a big I find one though. It's extremely funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, but <laughs> it's because it's because thinking about it makes you sound so dumb. Yeah, yeah, but it kind of makes sense to to question it. But you I mean, never it, it explore. Makes... You know, you don't. Yeah. You hear yeah. so much like, "Oh, time is subjective," and and you're just like, "Oh mm -hmm. yeah, it's so mm -hmm. true." Or like, mm -hmm. "We made up time. Time is a human invention." You're like, "Yeah, true, so true." And and but it's so. It hurts to it's really get clear. into it. It hurts <laughs> because it's it it's confused. It's and the number thing hurts me. The number thing hurts me. Um, what? Why? The, oh, the. Yeah, trying to figure out what what did we uncover? What is what in numbers is profound, and what in numbers is not profound? And when? Mm. Why? And is stopping at nine arbitrary or not? And are deep, un, deep like relative things about the universe that you can do with numbers? Is that? Mm -hmm. Is that? Uh, is that just? Is that just a different way of saying the same thing, and then we think it's profound by just like tra like translating reality into another language, and then going, "That's so profound!" Like looking at the world, say the world is English, and then through all this math, we turn it into Spanish and go, "They're saying the same thing," and then you go, "Wow, that's so profound!" Like this numbers is a representation of the universe. Wow, that's so beautiful and profound. It's like okay, you're just translating something into a different language that's not profound at all that's just that's just yeah. making up something that is is that that looks the same as this and then it's like that's not uh <laughs> i don't know that's what i want to know what's profound in numbers why is it profound yeah what yeah, exactly so maybe you can start off with 
sort of like a dumb questioning of things. Um, but it's just so that you get a better understanding. So through the questioning, even though the questioning may be as dumb as like, why did we stop at nine? Why 10 follows nine? Why isn't there a, another single digit? Yeah. So that 11 would be like the unit, this right? Or why do we stop at nine? Why do we stop at nine? People uh, are why? using, people are using nine to control us, bro. <laughs> Wow. That was me. I know. That was me pretending like five weeks from now I've gone so far down a number wormhole that I'm like Dude, conspiracy first, about numbers. First time that happened to me, um, I really wanted to understand out of my extreme except <laughs> it's much better. It's, it's um, getting sunnier every time I change my aperture. I really wanted to understand why people could ask your date of birth and figure out shit about you. Um, and why do people exercise a profession out of that? Oh, the debate. <laughs> and like, why do people yeah. buy into that so that they go and have a session with someone, they're going to ask their date of birth, and out of that date of birth, you can sum up a, a a mapping of that person yeah um, i i could i could argue for why it would work and and why it's all bullshit i i have yeah. both of them in my i mind. would like to do a session where we try to rationalize astrology that would be very fun mm -hmm. um but for the most part just as a quick it's it's not a new observation, but it's just the vagueness of the of the things and being able to apply to anybody's life is and looking for connections to your life and specifics. You add the specifics to the vagueness and then it seems more profound because you're the one finding specifics for the vagueness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if you come up with those specifics, they're definitely profound. Right. Right. Yeah. Like if, if you came up with them, yeah, it's like big discovery, even 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 if you're a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. So, also the 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 the. But I don't necessarily want to get into us into that right now. But it's a um, whole other thing. I'm feeling like a neutralization of talkative energy okay we can slow down and, and shut it down to here um i like that topic though it's a very uh yeah when i turn my aperture down it gets dark outside it's playing tricks and, on you. and when i when i open it it gets sunny no but right now it's it's good you're actually well it's quite dark. Um, I like it. I like it a little. I like it a little hot. That's just the way that I like it. I like heat. I like sun. It's illumination dude, of the mind. You can't like overexposed image. I do. I do. <laughs> I do like um, it. You can't I'm tell against, me what I'm I like. I'm against that. I can. You can't. <laughs> um, Numbers are crazy. Um, okay. And I hope we get more into this thing from a different 
perspective, a less biased perspective. I don't think Maybe. we've been, I don't think we've been very biased. I think we've been very okay. nice. Yeah, I think I'm very open to uh any any and all rational lines of thought whether or not the conclusion is crazy or not yeah um but yeah i've always wanted to get into n numbers and really think about it and and be open to it um you know and i've done some going through kind of the alchemical symbolism of numbers uh, and I'd like to do that more. And I'd also like to get into the sacred geometry aspect of numbers, which is related to the alchemy stuff. But it's less about um, like uh, the um, archetypes and more about the math in the sacred geometry. Sacred geometry is more about the math and the relation to physical phenomena in the world. And then the like alchemy esoteric stuff is more about the symbolism and the archetype and the like meaning behind it based on story and and um stuff like that so those are i guess two angles but both very interesting and i'm gonna get into that i know you want to um and actually dude this might be a crazy improvisation but i want to show you something i have a book of yours at home mm-hmm This is yours. Nice. Ruler and compass. Mm -hmm. I know you want to get into that. Nice. It's like I, a. Maybe that was overexposed and out of focus. I saw that. But, uh, That's awesome. That. It's like an instructional. Yeah, like how yeah. to start from zero and, and how to understand sacred geometry from drawing it nice so you yeah. mentioned like like a month ago you mentioned you wanted to get into that and i was about to order like like five books mm -hmm. from amazon and and i saw that and i was like i'm getting this awesome from bro. my friend ian Belcher. hey that is so awesome bro i'm really excited to get into it i would also like to share the title this is going to be on the stream because it's overlaying the skype but i'll move it over I'll just name a, another title that we can uh, explore in in combination with that, and it is yeah. This is actually really simple and uh, mm -hmm. simplified in the in that way. If we want to, I think that's going to be a beautiful practical uh, practical start. The supplementary, more esoteric leaning that will can supplement is a beginner's guide to constructing the universe and it is mathematical archetypes of nature art and science and and that can be a supplementary resource dude nice. i'm excited I, those two resources will be it's a spot on the mathematical archetypes of nature art and science dude and then we'll come that's gonna be awesome bro all right awesome. um, are we wrapping this up i think we're wrapping this up we're hip hopping this up yeah uh i would like to say thank you um thank you. this was a great this was a great uh great talk and um i would like to personally 
I mean, it's quite a lot. I'd like to try to do three this week, just psychologically to make up for last week, if possible. And if not, that's no problem. I'll just deal with the self-reflective notion that I feel like I need to make up for last week and then work on that as something I need to work on. Uh, yeah, I'd say let's, so, let's if, we, if, we, if we do three this week, let's not make it out of missing out on last week. I agree. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. It's just because we wanted to and uh, it happened. Yes. But uh, yeah, um, this was a great talk. I had fun, in <laughs> a lot of fun, mm -hmm. and I really appreciate the time. I appreciate the time, and thank you, and we will end see, this. see you next time. We will see you end next this, time. and goodbye, and see you, and see you and soon, see you soon. And, and goodbye. And goodbye. And